Welcome to the X Talk, where we dive into the secrets of unlocking the ultimate you. I'm sitting here with Peyton. Peyton. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So tell me, what in your life have you overcome? I was a college athlete, so my entire life you compete and you compare yourself to everybody else that's around you. It's just one of the unforgiven things that come with being an athlete. Your coaches compare you to everybody else. You compare yourself to others. You compare yourself to even yourself. So once my collegiate years ended, you kind of take a step back and then you kind of are like, what do I do with myself now? You know, you don't have anybody to compare yourself to those objections that you hold against yourself change. So trying to change and look around, not everything is a competition. I don't need to be better than the person who's next to me. I don't need to lift heavier. I don't need to eat less calories or work out in a different way. I need to do what's best for me in the style of life that I'm choosing to live. Changing how my life with my life changing, being able to adapt to that change and pivoting and as much as I can has been one of the biggest things that I've had to overcome, especially being so young, graduating college and now being out on my own. So you would say that that was your worth. Like mm-hmm. if you did better than other people, mm-hmm. if you competed against other people. Yeah. So Absolutely. how did you change that? When I um, walked away from the sport that I had grown to love for, oh gosh, for 17 years, that's like a part of you is missing. And you kind of try to fill the void, fill the void, fill the void. And what really was filling it was just the competitive nature that was was distilled within me with my parents being collegiate athletes, my sister and my brother following up behind me. There's always that added pressure, but then learning how to box breathe and learning how to adapt and deal with my stress and not just put it on the back burner and being able to apply all the tools that I learned when I started working here is allowing me to realize that like my worth is so much more than me being better than the person beside me. It's me living out my true self and being okay with where I'm at. Mm. And would you say you see those um, limiting beliefs and patterns still in your family from the way you grew up? Oh, absolutely. My parents kind of live in like the revolving door of, Oh, we're going to do this. And then this works for a while. And then something happens and we go back to score one. My sister's the same way. My sister and I are completely polar opposites in terms of personality. So she is the very quiet reserved. Doesn't necessarily like to tell you what you hear when things get tough. She retreats when I, when things get tough, I'm very outspoken. Mm -hmm. Let it be honest. When stuff does get tough, we notice the revolving doors of a lot of personal stuff that happened um, my freshman year of college when we moved in together and my niece was born. That was a big, big challenge that our whole entire family had to overcome. So with us um, having to adapt with that, you kind of definitely still get to see some of the old patterns of people of how they choose to handle stress and what they do as they deal with stress and then how they cope with it afterward. There's definitely some reoccurring things that happen. It is nice in our business to see other people's patterns, habits, limiting beliefs, and egos, you know, and then because sometimes when you can see it in someone else, you kind of go, Oh, ah, that's it. I see that in me too, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I do notice in our business that we do have a lot of people that are stuck in that cycle that you were stuck in as far as like, I have to achieve, I have to compare, I have to be better than somebody else. I have to be better than my time. I have to be stuck on this metric to know that I'm enough and to know that it's working and nobody is conscious to the, to the present moment and who they are and that they already are enough. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why that's so hard. I I don't know either. I think a lot of it is just um, how, in the way, you don't want to blame it on how you're raised, but if you were raised in the competitive nature, it's one of those things that it becomes instilled in your well-being. So you're like, oh, I'm competing in the collegiate, in the softball standpoint of you're competing to be the best nine. But whether you're in the top nine, people neglect to think about you could also be the best teammate, but not also be in the lineup. There's so many different things that you can add to the game or add to life that don't necessarily, it's not pass or fail. That's the best thing about life. It's not pass or fail. You can't, you shouldn't make it pass or fail because then you're just failing. You're constantly failing. And we like to teach fall through your failures, but always know that there's always that positive outcome on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Whether you're working through it, whether you make it through or you're right there, there's always something. And we're always here to help push people to get through, especially Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So what was it that the feeling that you were chasing, I guess, when you were in that um, pattern? I think I was just chasing like being enough. Mm -hmm. When I walked in as a freshman, I was picked out and I was rode a little bit harder than most freshmen. And it was one of those things that like, it takes a toll mentally. Mm -hmm. So by the end of that freshman year, I was like, I don't know if I'm enough. Mm -hmm. Like, because if I'm not enough to be in the starting nine, then like, I'm not worth it. Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't go to college here. My degree needs to change. I mean, it went as low as I don't even know why, like, I chose to move here. I upped my life and moved an hour away. Why should I be here if I'm not even going to be in the starting lineup mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things? It does. It definitely, like, chasing success and chasing those, like, metrics of I need to be the, in the starting nine. I need to be the best. It definitely changes, and you're just chasing that feeling of worth. Mm-hmm. And in a game of failures, like the game of softball, you're never going to get there. You can right. be the tip-top of your game, highest batting average, least amount of errors, and you're still never going to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That was what um, put on me as a young kid. It's like, oh, you didn't have a perfect game. Oh, that's what you should strive for the next time, strive for the next time. So I went through my main year striving for the perfect game. Mm-hmm. The, the cycles, the no pass balls or anything like that, that by the time I got to college that my first slump, like absolutely threw me for a loop because it's like, what do you do when you fail? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know because I wasn't taught how to deal with that and how to deal with it the proper way. Mm-hmm. I would turn to the fear of, oh, I'm just not good enough instead of let's attack this from a different angle and let's figure it out. And so as I continued to grow as a player, I was able to adapt and find things that worked better for me to take the breaks from the game than I needed to and to figure out how to handle my stress better, whether that be as a student, focus on my academics more, or just to be like, you know what, today's just not my day for this. I'm going to find something that I'm going to succeed at better. And so feeling worthy came from more of, I'm not as stressed anymore playing the game that I should love. Because by the time you get to college, like that's it. Most people don't get the opportunity to play at the college level. And you get there and then you have to learn to love it and be okay with that. It It's going to end, but let's make it the best four years and not let's compete until the very end because then you lose all sense of yourself. Yeah. And isn't it funny? I feel like all parents try to motivate their kids, you know, by saying when you do this or when you're good, I'll love you more. When you mm-hmm. play well, I'll love you more. When you get good grades, I'll love you more. And you get more attention and then you get stuck into that cycle but really it's probably one of the most powerless places you can be because you are dependent now on something outside of you to feel worthy, to feel love, to feel, you know, to feel like you're enough. And, and we do see that all the time in like, in these like 40 and over clients that we have that they don't feel like they're enough and they have to get this metric and they have to keep going. 
when really they're so afraid to feel enough because then they won't be motivated. They feel like they're going to be sitting on the couch and not doing anything. And that's absolutely not the truth at all. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are enough, then all emotions are okay. You're going to get up, take care of what needs done and, and move on with your life, whether you fail or win or whatever, it doesn't matter. So how has the swell method, um, enhanced your life? How has it helped you? This method is, I love to see how we've transitioned with this method, especially after the years I've been here from where it started to where it is now. It's just one of the most all encompassing things that a lot of places don't have to offer. And that's the best part about this place here is that we take and we understand that life is hard and there's going to be some things, but it's like, we're going to help you get through every single portion of life, Mm -hmm. whether it's the sit, the work, the eat, the live, the love. Mm -hmm. People really um, like to just look at that work section of it's the workout. It's the workout. When we want to sit, take, make you take the step back and be like, what's not working outside of that. And so I've taken that approach as well, because training for college, it was, you're going to lift the heaviest, be the biggest that you can be and hit the ball as hardest as you can. And so I trained that way. And so I was accustomed that way. And then when I started working here, I was like, this isn't necessarily what I want anymore because I want to be able to live my life the best that I can and to be able to not need any replacement by the time I'm 40 because of how uh, physically demanding the game is. It's becoming more of, I learned to sit, I learned to box breathe, which has been one of the best things that I've learned to do because I wasn't good at sitting before I started this process. I was a go, go, go. I was never okay with sitting in silence, always having to fill the void of what was behind me because if it caught up to me, then I wouldn't know what to do. And once my niece was born, it was a big transition, especially for my family. But now that I've learned to especially sit well and then um be able to spend genuine time with her so before it was oh I have to babysit I have to watch her because we live together and now it's no I'm gonna I want to babysit I want her for a Friday night you guys you go have your fun I want to spend quality time Mm -hmm. with somebody who's in the peak age of growing to show them that life isn't about pass or fail life is about whatever you want to do Let's take it by the horns and let's go get it. Mm -hmm. And so Swell has really like fully encompassed my life in more than just that work section Mm -hmm. section. It's been something that I've been able to apply almost everywhere. That's awesome. So what is your ex life? What's your ultimate life, your infinite existence? What do you imagine for yourself? I imagine just waking up and feeling okay. Mm -hmm. Just being like, this is it. Obviously I'd love to be on the beach somewhere. That's like my my favorite place ever, but waking up and just feeling like content and happy Mm -hmm. and just like, if I had nothing to do on my plate, just be like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. But with life being how it is, my ultimate life would just to be like, I want to provide as much as I can for myself and then for my future family. So whether that be taking the dog for a walk today, you know, just something that I can sit And over the past year, I've found like, this is something that I absolutely love. I just love to go in the middle of nowhere with my dog and just sit. Mm -hmm. And we just sit in absolute silence and just take it all in. It has been one of the biggest things that has like helped me Mm de-stress just because I, with, I went through a little bit of a hard time Mm -hmm. my last year that having that time just to myself, that'd be like one of the ultimate like things that I'd love to have is just to be able to sit 
well and be okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not a lot. It's not, I don't need to have the most money, friends, Mm -hmm. popularity. It's just, I want to be okay with myself and feel like I'm not, not worthy. I want to feel worthy and feel content with where I'm at. What you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really powerful because you know, the ex life isn't getting somewhere. It is. It's exactly that. It's just being, being happy where you are and wanting to go somewhere, like Mm -hmm. allowing there to be two things in your, in your life. So what does the world need to know? According to Peyton, the world needs to know that there's infinite amount of love out there. That's the best part. You walk in through our doors and everybody's turning, waving, we're running, we're giving you hugs. We're making sure that every single person that we encounter that day is being touched, whether that be physically, emotionally, just with a love you throughout the door, whatever it is, whether that be on your smoothie cup or anything, just making sure that even though there may be a day that it may be a hard day, but you are still loved by somebody, whether that be one person, whether that be our whole staff or our whole entire gym, you are loved by somebody and that you making the effort to come here just to walk in the door, like you're breaking that pattern and that the world needs you to break your pattern to be the ultimate you. And whether you feel like it or not, we're here, we're helping, we're adapting, but knowing that like you are enough and every single time you walk in the door, you're surrounded by at least five people that love you. That's what the world needs to know about us. That's awesome. Thank you, Peyton. I love you. I love you. (laughs)